0: What's up? Welcome to it's not that terrible the podcast where I, Zach Brown, sit with my co-host Morgan Heisler, and we talk about the terrible movies that we love. And this week we have Percy Jackson and Olympians, The Lightning Thief. And when I decided we we're going to Percy Jackson, I thought we need two people who can really get into the the gritty with this movie and talk about how much we love slash hate slash despise this movie. And we have chosen mm-hmm. two people who you may know. From that wannabe film critic or class, I'm messed that up. That wannabe film class. Whew. We can want to be both. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one is an award winning dog uh, trainer, the other is TikTok oh, royalty. God. Oh, God. <laughs> the, one, the, the only real demigods we know. It's that nerdy sites, Chloe Naylor, and Ben Bellevue. Guys, how's it going?
1: Going fantastic.
0: Going well, yeah. that's. I, I feel like that's
2: the instinctive thing. It's going okay. We made this joke. I made this joke already.
1: True. Yeah. Just you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, in the current climate, the best we could
2: be, yeah. be is...
3: Yeah. I feel like every time
2: someone asks me how it's going, I'm like, oh, it's going well. And then I think about it, and then I'm like, man, I'm a fucking liar. It's <laughs> not going well at all.
1: It's going, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. Time moves. Yeah, that's the best explanation of current. It's just Time's going. It's going. We're, we're yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> The we're here yeah
2: <laughs> the powerful play goes on
0: yeah mm-hmm. i'm kidding and so percy jackson olympians lightning thief 2010 mm-hmm. has a 47 on metacritic which i think might be a little too high for the movies i agree <laughs> yeah ben and chloe what's kind of your guys history with percy jackson and the books and the movies and whatnot
1: read the books chloe, you want to lead? yeah read the books multiple times love them dearly uh saw the movie was excited and then the excitement quickly disappeared <laughs> As the movie went on.
2: I feel like that's the uh, the universal experience for that movie. For like Percy Jackson fans. Because I, I was in the same boat. You know, like, I started reading the books, I think, around when the third or fourth one came out. Um, I don't really know because I was a youth and mm-hmm. was not really keeping track of this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I read the books and I was super into that. I'm like, this is amazing. Greek mythology, that's so cool. You know, the stereotypical our age range discovery of percy jackson and thus discovery of greek mythology as like a big concept and yeah then the movie was announced and i was like ah fuck yeah i didn't say that because i was young and didn't say (laughs) fuck yet but you know the spirit of it's there let ben say fuck (laughs) (laughs) and like i have a very distinct memory of being at um this shopping center in the bay area where i grew up. And seeing a poster for Percy Jackson in the movie. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm pumped. It didn't occur to me that Logan Lerman being 16 years old in this movie was already a sign of something bad to happen. So I was just like, fuck yeah, man. Again, wasn't actually using that word. But hell yeah, man. This is going to be hella cool. I'm actually trying to use my the verbiage of young Ben now. <laughs> and, uh, and it came out. And I went to see it. And then I regretted existence <laughs> happening
0: yeah i think that's yeah i think that's really been kind of everyone's opinion when seeing the movie the first time out I was like oh it's a movie yeah. it has the name of to be we fair love. to be fair chloe
2: and i the
0: most recent episode of that
2: one we film class that we released which is like a few weeks old because black lives matter just slowed us down and then life stuff slowed us down mm-hmm. but our last episode was about the last airbender
1: movie mm.
2: and I went to watch this on Disney Plus and I saw the Artemis Fowl movie. Um, I didn't watch it, but like, I saw the little like, you know, header being like, hey, watch this movie, which I've also heard is quite bad. So, you know, maybe maybe this movie isn't as bad as we give, make it out to be. Yeah,
0: from my understanding, I think this is the good side and Artemis Fowl is the terrible side.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. just shocking. And then like Harry Potter is the like
0: actually good movie. Yeah, the Harry Potter's, like top tier, except J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. We'll ignore that. But the movies are really good. True, but the movies, yes, the movies are very. But good.
2: But also like, yeah. this movie has the same fucking director as the first Harry Potter movie. How oh, did you wow. biff that? Yeah, that's what I saw <laughs> how do you too. Mess that up? <laughs> yeah, no. And he did Home Alone, which frankly is his best movie. Yes, like dude,
0: Chris,
3: my I don't God, know how you, are you doing?
0: how you managed to. Just... Dropped the ball that that hard. Yeah, there more. had to be
3: some sort of like studio manipulation going on there, um, where because you know like we'll get into this later. This is uh this is probably a little deeper than what we need to for the intro, but the movie kind of is kind of all over the place in terms of budget. You know, like you have all these you have fucking Rosario Dawson in here, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think like this movie kind of screams commercial appeal as much as possible. So I don't know how Absolutely. like I think Christopher Columbus was probably. I don't know. I'd like to think that he maybe wanted to stay a little closer to the source material but probably couldn't. I feel like me, he probably got talked and out him, of it.
2: And I feel like the cuz I know the writer isn't Chris Columbus. Yeah. So I feel like maybe the script just already existed and the studio was like this is what we're doing, Chris, and Chris was like, "Oh, okay."
0: Yeah. Oh, the writer for this wrote Scooby-Doo. He also wrote Cheap by does he? He did. So mm. he did.
1: Okay.
2: I love Cheap Brad does. I do yeah, too. I do so too. like a childhood classic for me? Yeah. Hasn't he written, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Yeah, shit he's written now, though? two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., two episodes of Clone Wars. And oh, he wrote, see, those are good shows. Yeah, it's a very odd array of things. Like, Scooby-Doo yeah. is, is Scooby-Doo. We've covered that in the show before. It's a movie. But the I Doesn't, Cheaper <laughs> I Does is great. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a fun time. It's just kind of a weird combination of movies and TV shows.
2: See, I, yeah, I don't... I don't understand. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where to lay the blame. Yeah. yeah. I know that Rick Riordan lays oh, the blame on studio it. based off of his many, Ooh, many emails. Man.
0: Ooh, his, his tweets are salty as of late, especially. <laughs> and I'm loving so it. So funny. Morgan, what is your history? He's ready to burn shit. Um, yeah, my, my
3: experience with this was um, in high school, I read a ton. I read a whole, whole lot because I really wanted to be a writer. And. I read this entire series and then I think a few months later I found out that the movie was happening and I got real stoked and I watched the movie. I I must've been 15, 16, whenever this movie came out and I watched it and as a kid, I was just, I don't know. I kind of was just like, yeah, this is a movie and the books are way better. And at the time in the 2010s, there weren't a lot. I mean, I don't know. You could make a lot of arguments about the hunger games too, about whether or not you enjoy the movie adaptation or whatever uh but those are largely good and this is terrible Mm -hmm. um but yeah this was right when all these books were like getting made into films and this was the bottom of the barrel and i don't think i really realized that until i got older but i don't ever remember feeling particularly strongly about the movie and i think that says enough on its own considering how much i adored the books and then Sea of Monsters came out, and I just rolled my eyes, Ooh, and thanks God that they were never going to do another one. So,
2: yeah, that's... I've still not seen Sea of Monsters, nor do I want. Oh,
0: never- just don't. Oh, don't. Watch it. don't, don't. Watch it. Just don't.
2: Yeah. No. The-
0: I think I watched half of it and didn't finish it. it I, I, don't remember. I,
2: It's in the same boat for me as uh, the last Airbender movie, Ugh. where nothing can compel me to watch that until mm-hmm. Chloe and I decided to use it as an excuse to talk about the TV show. <laughs> yeah, And that, that did it. And even then, watching the movie, I was like... Mm-mm. I regret doing this.
3: Yeah, bad, bad yeah. Idea. yeah, and I'm. I was thinking. Um, the only thing that they did right in Sea of Monsters with this was they changed Annabeth's hair to blonde. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was. Yeah, but you still knew it was brunette to begin with. <laughs> like we all know, <laughs> we all know her actual hair color. Come on, you could have just left yeah. it at this point. But Zach, what about you? Because I imagine you were like fairly younger than us whenever you saw this, right?
0: Yeah. So I I was ten when it came out. And I'm pretty sure my dad took me and a friend to a couple towns over to see it in IMAX. Oh, I have cool. like this stark memory of seeing this in IMAX. I don't, I can't tell if it's true or not, but I'm pretty sure that I did. Mm-hmm. And then the books came out. Um, I think they, most of them were out already by the time I was at the point where I could read them. It's like I remember reading Lightning Thief. I've been like second grade probably, because I remember okay. getting it from the library. And then yeah, I've read the books a couple times. It's been a while since I've read them. I started re- rereading them when they announced the show a couple weeks back. So I have almost finished Lightning Thief and I've, I'll finish the rest of them I'm sure in the next couple weeks but I love these books I don't remember a whole lot about them which is kind of weird I remember the spinoff series a lot more like Red Pyramid and all those are much more mm. fresh in my mind I don't know why but I love the books this movie I don't remember disliking so much until I watched it again recently and I was like oh man does not hold <laughs> up like I thought it would but it might have been just my young 10 year old brain being like oh yeah there's some monsters on screen this is cool
1: fair
2: so yeah i feel like i was i was like 15 i think when this movie came out Mm -hmm. so i i had like a a stronger grasp of like i wasn't like smart but i had a stronger (laughs) grasp of like this feels like nothing like the book and i don't like that and i think rewatching it now i almost appreciate it more like it's not good Mm -hmm. but i'm at least like okay this is a semi-functional movie i guess yeah, you're Like the f- opening's not bad.
3: Yeah, I, I was thinking that too because um, I'm far enough separated now from the last time I read this book and watching it, you know, I watched it earlier this afternoon uh, to stay fresh and I didn't hate watching it but also I didn't really feel compelled to keep my, I was checking my phone a lot. I was, mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. taken notes on this show in a long time and this is one of the, this is one of the episodes where I did take notes and I think that helped because I feel like I don't know. I feel like between the four of us um, uh, that maybe like maybe not so now Ben, but just uh, having perspective of the books so fresh in your mind, like as opposed to like why you uh, like or dislike it. And the perspective of like these notes is just like it based like as a movie alone. And as a movie alone, I I was talking to Aaron Muller about this a little bit before the show. He says that it's uh, Logan Lerman's Twilight, and <laughs> I can't agree more, <laughs> like, because of the way that, like, I don't know, maybe it's not as bad as Twilight, but uh, but the way that, like, Logan Lerman acts, and he's very, like, um, I don't know why they chose to make him act so agitated and stuff like that, as opposed to, like, that's mm-hmm. my perspective, as opposed to, like, whether or not Annabeth's hair is blonde or whatever, you know? Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I see.
0: I think I see what you mean. Like he, he yeah. seems like he's kind of going for it really hard. In yeah. To the see, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna come in as a Logan Lerman defender here for a second okay. and say that I think that Logan Lerman made his r- role <laughs> far better than it should have been. I think that they wrote a Percy Jackson who had like no personality whatsoever. <laughs> no
0: personality. And, yeah. Which is
2: like, which is not who Percy Jackson is in the books. Mm-hmm. So I think that like Logan Lerman, like, yeah, he's weird and kind of agitated and he's definitely not Percy. It's not like I love him as a character, mm-hmm. but I think he at least gave the role some degree of life that I think if he had just delivered the lines without that kind of characterization, yeah, would have made him just as flat as humanly possible. Um, so it's not like I think his performance is, like, great, because I think a performance does... You have to consider the quality of the writing when focusing on the performance. I think Logan Lawrence is also that, like, a
0: really good actor in general. Like, he's a really good actor yeah, in general.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, true. I think he was doing agree. the best he could to provide life where there was none.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. And that's why, that's why it irritates me so much to see, um, I don't know, this movie, like... Not turn out as good Because I know Logan Lerman Can do so much better Than that mm-hmm. With the With the appropriate writing Yeah like two years mm-hmm. later He did Perking
0: yep. Wallflower Which is one of his Best roles Yes easily True. For sure yeah. Easily Also watch Hunters On Amazon Prime He's really good in it Throw that out there That's a series That came out last or I guess early this year and He's great The one with it. Al Pacino in yeah, it Yeah Al Pacino's in it When mm-hmm. they play Nazi mm-hmm. Hunters it's, it's pretty fun
2: Cool but, There's so much TV now There's so much TV <laughs>
0: But yeah moving away from kind of this our history with it i think we've all we are all kind of like fall under that pretty good knowledge group of knowing the movies and knowing the books so i mm-hmm. was trivia i was looking at the imdb page and i just noticed the diner when they when they're eating in the diner i thought that looks familiar don't know why it looks familiar it's the diner from riverdale that they use for pops oh no and i never honestly <laughs> i thought every
2: diner was just like modeled the same like i don't know they all look the same to me <laughs> Yeah, I guess... The... I feel like every diner I see, like, yeah. the classic diner is just, like, generic Diner X. Yeah, I guess like
0: think the exterior is, like, the actual... they use for the show. Huh. Maybe they just all the use show... the same... Yeah, it's all the same set. Yeah, oh, <laughs> every movie uses the same diner. And I put in my, my next <laughs> I, video, I'd believe it. The movie's the same quality as Riverdale. And as I think about that, <laughs> I disagree Ooh. with it a little bit, but I also kind of agree with what I said. So,
2: <laughs> you know, I've only seen season one of Riverdale, which I feel like is better. Oh, it is. I've seen part of season two. Um, And then I stopped watching because season two went down the drain very fast. Um, I feel like, okay, from what I've heard of Riverdale Mm -hmm. going forward and what I've seen of Riverdale, which is season one and part of season two, I feel like I could agree that Riverdale balances out to about the same level, but only because season one pulls it up a little bit.
0: Yeah. If if there wasn't that solid first season of Riverdale, it would not be comparable to Percy Jackson, which... The fact that we can compare Riverdale to Percy Jackson in general is pretty impressive and that's weird. terrible. <laughs> but I, I agree that like, the quality is about on, on par. Yeah. And then this is something that I noticed before I even looked at the IMDb. The car they steal from the Lotus Casino is a Maserati, which has the logo of a Trident. Good one. About, like, oh, that's cool. a fun little note. And then it was an yeah. IMDb trivia. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not special. I didn't find that out. It's something <laughs> everyone already knew already. And then just like a minor thing that I had was when Luke's playing, he's playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 in his uh, cabin, which is another mm. issue I have with the show is the way the movie is the way they do the cabins because it's completely different. Yeah, parts. me too. But he's playing COD with a PS3 controller, but then the screen has Xbox commands.
1: Cause He's a fucking
0: hacker, bro. <laughs> wow. He also has a gigantic gaming PC in the background. It's like lit up.
2: I, yeah I that. like okay so he has a gaming pc he's playing call of duty on the gaming pc the gaming pc uses the <laughs> xbox controller mapping and he's using a ps3 controller hooked up to it this all tracks oh
3: man uh, yeah no. he's just using x input for it yeah that makes sense
1: oh gamers oh, man.
3: <laughs> yeah but and they're in the middle of the fucking woods with internet like that like who like who's who's providing that service for them you know i can just i
2: can totally see either the writer or the producers or both sitting there being like I don't know man (laughs) camp it isn't hip it isn't cool we need to like modernize this shit you know what kids love video games video conferencing calls
3: with your friend when you need help in the
0: middle of the Parthenon in Nashville
3: yeah (laughs) right
0: that makes sense
3: yeah they saw Luke's room they were like hey get Activision on the phone right now we wanna we wanna see how much they wanna pay us to get MW2 on fucking Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief I wonder, it's
2: also so weird how uncommunal, like, because we were talking about the ca- mm-hmm. the cabins, and it's so weird how uncommunal they make the cabin situation. Because, yeah. like, first of all, when you, when I mean, obviously you guys know this, but like when Percy's given his cabin, they're like, your dad built this for you. And I'm like, I mean, no, not in the books. And I don't want to be someone who's sitting here being like, well, if it's not accurate to the source material, then it's stupid. And I don't agree with that. I think things absolutely don't have to be accurate to the source material. As long as they're good, and mm-hmm. interesting, mm-hmm. and justified changes, and this just feels stupid?
0: Yeah, I think it makes the camp not as much a character, because there's not that yeah. camaraderie with all the, the campers.
1: Right. And
2: it's interesting to have, like, oh, this cabin's empty because no child of is supposed to be born. Which also, they took that away, which was mm-hmm. weird. And then they added that no god can see their kid, which is also weird. they made so many weird decisions, yeah. I'm so confused.
0: Yeah, I, man... Luke's ca- like the cabin thing really got me this time around watching it now that i read the books recently is like oh man mm-hmm. Camp half like a total like afterthought in the movie it feels like yeah yeah because
2: like Luke's ca- like Hermes cabin is supposed to be packed mm-hmm. like even if you forgive that they say that Percy's dad built his cabin which like sure whatever mm-hmm. making Hermes cabin not this like packed to the brim leftovers cabin just like damages the characterization of Luke
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah it makes like, the ending not as strong like in the book when it's like, oh, Luke is yeah. a bad guy all along. In the, in the movie, it's like, well, yeah, he said he stole shit earlier in the movie. I guess it makes sense that he also stole the, the lightning bolt. It's like He's
2: like, oh, <laughs> my dad doesn't care about me. None of the gods care about us. I'm going to go hang out in my giant cabin that's all mine with my huge video game set up <laughs> in this camp where I basically <laughs> do whatever the fuck I want.
0: With his one screen good. having just streaks, which is such an odd choice <laughs> <laughs> yeah and talking about uh luke and i think like the casting of luke i actually kind of like jake abel as luke mm-hmm. i think he has a, mm-hmm. he kind of pulls it off pretty well on the opposite, there's a
2: sorry there's in the in the emails that rick reorden sent to the producers that um that he eventually released to the public because he was like fuck these guys <laughs> he he had a commentary we was talking about luke and he's like you made luke too like clearly evil in this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. obviously like things can change in scripting from when he sent those emails to what happened so maybe they changed it a bit too Mm -hmm. but there was definitely like i was definitely trying to pay attention that when watching the movie and i do feel like jake's personality definitely saves certain dialogue from coming across as clearly villainous yeah that could have with a different actor. so i think he did a really good job of like saving luke from being an obvious bad guy
3: yeah i i didn't feel like it was super obvious watching it this time around because luke is kind of even in the things that he says he, he's not around very much and so you only really have two examples of um the type of uh chemistry he has with percy and mm-hmm. both times like you can totally be like Whenever he says, if you see my dad uh, kick his ass for me, like that is the way he says that could be such like a throwaway like thing that like the average if if the rumor if the rule is true that they can't uh, spend time with their parents, I'm sure a lot of kids might feel that way. And so like that doesn't come across as like, oh, he's got a bone to pick and he's actually bad.
2: The only reason I think that Luke is clearly the bad guy in this is like story structure because you see him in the beginning and then you have the reminder of him in the middle and like rule of three says he has to come back because of that. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like if, if you are thinking of it from a story structure standpoint, which like I am because I know screenwriting and yeah. I feel like most people just are instinctively without realizing it. I think there is kind of that buildup and I think that could have been saved if you had just kept Annabeth's whole thing with him in there. Because mm-hmm. if he feels mm-hmm. like a love interest for annabeth then it's like okay it's re it's makes sense why he's still here but because he was so sidelined to a degree i do yeah. think it slightly made him clearly the bad guy because they kept bringing him back and it's like okay yeah so you're a character but you've done very little
3: mm-hmm. that means we you've got to call you more. one yeah. time in the yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense that makes perfect sense
0: i think a big part of like his character being different is not having the whole talia story with them like having grover not talk about him bringing talia and annabeth and luke to the camp kind of makes his character also feel like a side thing Uh, it's like in the in the book and the musical because i've listened to it recently they talk about how you know grover's bringing them back and then talia dies and gets put as a tree and i think having luke in that kind of makes him more of a character in the the overall story oh my god
3: i forgot he even had a sister well
2: it's not his sister oh
3: okay 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 okay
2: it was like he he annabeth and talia i mean like they were kind of family i guess but not like actually okay it was just that they all were runaways together and came to the camp together okay and talia is the daughter of zeus and she died protecting right. Annabeth and Luke as they got into the camp. Okay, right. yeah, that's what I forgot. That's where the barrier comes from. Yes, yeah.
3: that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Man, this movie, I forget how much it doesn't have in it. It's very mm-hmm. it's very a straightforward story.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, I understand that sacrifices need to be made when you convert a book into a movie. And like, Harry Potter does it too. And even my favorite Harry Potter movie... Which is the Prisoner of Azkaban does it mm-hmm. because they never tell you who the Marauders are, which is weird, mm-hmm. but it's just it's like so many things are just foundational to characters and motivations right. and justifications are just gone.
3: Yeah, they didn't do a lot of world building, and so you, I if if they did, it's very it's very like thin. And they're like, yeah, um, Demigod our gods are real. Now they're now you see there are all these demigods and there's a camp for them, and that's all they give you there's no like you said there's no sort of um we don't have any background on annabeth like why she is the way she is um the first real conversation she has with percy is whenever she decides to run away with them mm-hmm. which was just like really strange but
2: and they also they introduce her essentially as just like an object of desire because yeah. her first you know in scenes, the, her, in, the in, in the book the, the first thing you see of her is her pestering about the quest she wants to go on and it's like yes percy's in her monologue is like wow she's beautiful because percy's a fucking simp for annabeth
1: from day one (laughs) right but yes
2: but still it's like it's defining her by more than that and in this there's two scenes where annabeth is just something to be looked at before you actually see her speak and i'm like dude
1: that's not great
2: (laughs) yeah totally
0: yeah Yeah. and then i have written here like on the opposite side of jig abel being luke alexandria Dario. i don't think it's a great annabeth no 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 no. They talk about, I was reading the, in the, the it. trivia, was his. So, um, Logan Lerman's sister in Perks Being Wallflower also auditioned to be uh, okay. Annabeth, which I would have preferred, I think. I like her a lot in the movie. In Perks Being Wallflower, I think she would have been a good Annabeth, but granted, it's one movie is not a great example. Sure. But yeah, I just, she just feels very stiff. It's just, that doesn't feel yeah. good.
2: And I mean, she, his sister in Perks Being Wallflower is in. Degrassi. vampire diaries i think oh, she's in yeah. Degrassi.
0: i know that i didn't know yeah she, I a lot i'm pretty that.
2: sure she's a lead in vampire diaries oh. so she's used to oh. like so she's significantly accustomed to being in like supernatural teen stuff mm-hmm. so i feel like she's suited for this i haven't seen it so i can't
0: speak to her acting but yeah she's and also in triple x just in <laughs> the return of xander cage
3: oh great <laughs> <laughs> good to
0: know thanks Perfect. and yeah I, I think that she's like on the exact opposite side of like brandon t jackson and jake abel being great versions of their characters and she's just her yeah. and then there are a few other like um having uh medusa be played by um uma um, thurman uh, uma, so uma thurman's thurman. very weird shout it's out it's so weird it's so weird, weird.
2: <laughs> it feels like such a big budget casting too like
3: yeah i mean pierce brosnan how much did she
2: cost
3: yeah like pierce brosnan is the fucking camp counts like the the camp lead and then uh, uma thurman is medusa rosario dawson is fucking persephone like sean bean f- it's crazy yeah sean bean uh Dollarman Ubano is zeus like yeah. i just yeah, this this movie is just weird all over the <laughs> all over the place.
2: Yep.
0: Oh, Wait, well, how do you, you feel about around.
2: Annabeth's representation as like because yeah. they also essentially make her the only female character in this movie aside from it's true. Persephone who you don't meet until the end. Mm-hmm. But, like originally, Camp Half Blood had more female representation specifically with um. Clarice, I can't think of her name right. Clarice, oh, thank Clarice. you. Like Annabeth, so how do you feel? Took
1: that spot, because I think Clarice comes in the second movie? Yeah, she's in the second, second movie. One. Okay, yeah, but, like, Annabeth was kind of like that. She's like, oh, aggressive. She fights Percy mm-hmm. during, like, catch- uh, Capture the Flag and all that. And it's like, that's not Annabeth. She's not this hardened no personality, just something to look at, you know? That's mm. so weird. I don't know. I'm not a fan of her in this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think them getting rid of Clarice also makes the whole Capture the Flag scene super weird because yeah. in the book it's like they're going against clarice and aries house right and in this it's just it's unneeded almost because also yeah. in the book it builds them and revealing he's beside the son
2: yeah i really i really hate a that they remove the revelation that he's the son of poseidon they're just like oh yeah we all know you're the kid of poseidon and i'm like that's far less fun that's yeah f-. like and I, I can totally understand a screenwriter coming in and being like you know realistically it doesn't make sense that they don't know who their godly parent is like His mom was with him. She must have some inkling of who the dad is. Like, sure. I understand that logical reasoning. However, the revelation is a fun revelation. Mm -hmm. So, who gives a shit? Keep it. You fucking assholes. (laughs) No, not alone. Also, him stealing the flag was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, D, it pulls back one of the big moments of like Luke being cool and significant. It also makes him too powerful too fast like yes he has that whole fight in the book where he is able to fight off four people based on the power of water but he's not able to win the entire thing he's just a distraction
0: Mm -hmm. right yeah i feel like they kind of make percy a much bigger hero than they do in the Mm -hmm. book at this point at least in the story it's kind of like percy's still learning who he is at this point in the book and in the movie it's like now he's already a hero He's a full yeah. already. As soon as he touches water
3: for the first time in his life, he becomes a hero, I guess. Yeah. He's never bathed. It's yeah. like,
2: dude, <laughs> in Star Wars, Luke Skywalker's big Force moment in the first movie is he can kind of shoot a blaster bolt without using a targeter. Like, yeah, it's... it takes so long yeah. before Luke can do anything cool with the Force. And in this movie, they're like, Percy, yeah, the second he touches water, he's an expert combat.
0: He can Not make either. a trident out of water.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, and in like, the- and it totally changes uh, the dynamic of the climax too. Because, uh, it feels like even in the climax they kind of make it, uh, make the fight a little bit more quote difficult for him. Because at this point in the movie, like we said, he's already a master fighter, but now he's got he's got air tailors or whatever on his feet, <laughs> and he's like, right. flying, <laughs> like he's flying around, and everything gets so much more difficult. But whenever what you really could have done in that fight is not blow your load in like the first. Thirty minutes of the movie, um, and give, give away this thing, make like explode the water tower, and then Percy Jackson kicks ass. That would have been a cool moment, but it, but the in fight is just like, oh yeah, at this point he okay, he's a he's a water um, and now the fight's over.
0: Yep. Yeah. Pretty it's much. he murders Luke. That's a another <laughs> yes. <laughs> in, in the
2: kills Luke. They also could have just I don't know kept Ares
0: because he was an interesting villain. Yeah, he <laughs> was a good
1: part of that book. Yeah, he was.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then, like, also the have not had, like the characters they don't put in the movie. Like, Dionysus is not in the movie, which is really which weird. Is stupid. And then mm. there's no Ares, no Talia, there's no Clarice. I just feel like they cut a lot of stuff that made the book fun. Like it gave that extra. But mm-hmm. we went to bit.
2: Tennessee, guys. Oh yeah. Oh, Good old Nashville. When I was what? young, though, we went
0: to Nashville and I went to the Parthenon. I felt like a fucking badass, even though it looks <laughs> nothing like the movie. <laughs> right. Jesus. You love to see it. Truly. Yeah, the whole cross country thing is also super not fun because they skipped the best part of the book, which is the St. Louis Arch part. The chimera fight I, yeah, I, I, I know, wish Mera. they had put it in there.
1: Oh, okay. oh my
3: god, I forgot about that too.
1: Yeah. He fights yeah. it and like the thing explodes and he falls into the Mississippi River and I think he mates like a nymph or something. Mm. Oh, really what cool. the
2: hell? <laughs> also, they made this they made this movie so weirdly sexual. Yeah. Mm. These but are supposed to constantly. be children, sir. Yeah. yeah, 12, <laughs> yeah. And like 18. I get it. They're not children. They're older. You age them up. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, they're 40. But this is still... a. This should be a children-aimed movie. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it's not. Clearly, they want to bring in the teens. Mm -hmm. They want to be hip. But, like, you have Medusa calling a 16-year-old boy handsome. Mm -hmm. You have Persephone just saying, I want to bang Grover. And I I realize that Grover is canonically, like, Mm 20-something in the books anyway. So, it's not technically creepy. Mm -hmm. But... It's still weird to have in a movie based off a children's book about a 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah like true. and why
3: was every why was every woman in this movie so horny too? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like they that was were. a really fucking weird thing. Um I don't really know why Persephone. Well, I mean Persephone, right? Um what is her thing? What is <laughs> what is Persephone's thing? Um love, right? Or is that Aphrodite? Uh,
1: it's Aphrodite. Aphrodite's, Aphrodite's <laughs> love.
2: Persephone okay. is um the goddess of spring. Okay. I'm yes, trying so. to get
0: all my uh, my Hades town references up here, but I can't think right now.
2: So like so Demeter is the god of nature okay. or the goddess of nature. And Persephone's her daughter and Persephone was uh she was brought to the hell she was brought to hell uh-huh. by or Hades by Hades. Uh-huh. That's a really confusing way to name things. Yeah. And she they develop a relationship. She eats, I believe, pomegranate, pomegranate seeds yeah, pomegranate from, she's from there, yeah. which means she's trapped there. Okay. And Demeter loses her shit. And she's like, no, my daughter's coming home. So there's a deal that's made where Persephone's able to come back to Earth for six months out of the year, and that's then right. she lives in Hades for the other six months. So when she's on Earth, that's spring and summer, and then when she leaves, it causes fall and winter.
3: Okay. That right. makes sense, and that's Persephone. Yeah, it still doesn't explain. It the is whore, weird that in this heart, movie yeah.
2: she has this like whole hatred for. I remember this is the same thing in the book, but she has this whole hatred for Hades, which like canonically with Greek myth isn't really true. Like no, it's a complicated it's relationship, but she did fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. She
3: wasn't abducted. Okay, see, because I had always thought that um, it was a weird, strictly. Well, I mean, it, to some extent, it is Stockholm syndrome, right? But less so of the actual relationship part in this movie always kind of made me feel like um, Persephone always hated um, always hated Hades. Yeah. And like, like I said,
2: it's complex. And again, I haven't actually looked into the myth for a long time. So it could be slightly off as I remember it. It's a complex thing of like Hades. I think Hades tricked her. I'm not sure if Hades even tricked her or if it was just like, she ate the seed and that just kind of, Doomed her to begin with. I don't remember. It just kind it. of depends but on I know the that,
1: uh, adaptation you read.
2: Yeah. Okay. I know that, as I understand it, there is love
3: between them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It still doesn't explain why she's so horny in Percy Jackson, but that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I I want to say that Disney Plus they censors a the movie in the the casino scene, but I can't remember for sure. I remember seeing a tweet between Rick Riordan and a fan about it, but I feel like Disney Plus like censors part of the. Uh, scene of them inside the uh, casino like what for like sexual reason and it, it, I mean, oh. it's, quote unquote but I think it's the Grover with the girls
2: I can't mm. it. what my do head. they I,
0: censor about I can I'm looking uh, I can't find it right now but yeah I remember there was some weird thing with it I saw Rick Raywarden talking about like oh I don't know I'm nursing the movies I can't tell you what they changed but they changed something <laughs> He also has never seen the movie he says which is oh that's great. so good yeah I didn't know that that's so good Oh man, I can't wait for that series to come out. It's gonna be so much better than this. Mhm. Oh,
3: it's gonna be so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. We
2: say now.
0: Yeah, we say that now.
1: True. Watch it just be horrible. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I can't. I can't do that.
1: Well, they
2: had,
0: or even just like mediocre. Yeah. yeah over this though.
2: He seems I way mean, more yeah, stoked
3: fair. about it though, right? Rick Ryder. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's but he's also like he
2: also it. is only just starting to write the outline. So it's not like he's sitting here being like, yeah, we have everything in place. Sure. I'm super pumped. I'm I know it's going to be good. It's more like I have control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we just wait and see if he's actually a good screenwriter.
3: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point, too. Uh,
0: before we go to break, I want to kind of real quick talk about like the three, like the moments they have on their, their journey of mm-hmm. going to Tennessee to Vegas and then to the Hollywood sign. I like the Vegas stuff. Mainly because it has Lady Gaga in it, <laughs> I really enjoyed the yeah. music in that scene. I don't know why it is yeah, like to the one big thing I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I, as a kid, like seeing that casino was like the coolest thing ever. Like when they walk into like the big pavilion, and there's like a roller coaster and shit.
1: Oh yeah, that's uh, always my favorite part of the book. I want to go there. And am yeah. I
3: hallucinating or did they? This is loosely based around um, the ho- the uh, the casino, but. Did they completely remove the mention of nectar and ambrosia in uh, this movie? They
2: did. Yeah, because yeah, the mm-hmm. lotus flower
3: yeah. made me think about it, and I was because I was we surely waiting for it, but it never happened. We also don't get Nico.
0: Oh wow, we don't.
2: Or a sister whose name escapes me at the moment. Bianca. Bianca. Yeah, I should yeah, really reread these books. We, of,
0: we don't get a lot in these movies. It's yeah.
2: yeah, this this entire movie is basically just like yeah, Zeus hades they don't have kids it's only poseidon
3: he's the only horny one
1: <laughs> right when zeus is literally the horniest god of all
3: of them so yeah mm-hmm. yeah poseidon's yeah. the horniest but he's only got one so yeah, far. yeah he's got the one yeah yeah it's all his fault and also like what's the in, in the book did they give a better motive for why zeus could possibly fucking think that poseidon's son stole the uh the lightning bolt because in the movie there's yeah. no sort of like he is Sean being just like hey your kid stole my lightning and he's like no he didn't and then he's like, yeah he did and that's it that's the setup in for the, the movie. book it's like
2: they're only, like I'm trying to remember correctly I think it's something along the lines of like a god can't act against another god so it would have to be through human intervention yeah and zeus knows that poseidon's kid is in new york so he had the access
0: okay i feel and like I think, they say that in the beginning of the movie also is that a god can't act upon another god I remember they that did say that said they said do
3: they did say that
2: so that i think that was like the general reasoning okay. but it could have been more complex i forget
3: yeah i mean that would make the most sense to me i think but in the movie there's no sort of like it's just he said you did it, and then he said no, my son didn't do it, and then that's the setup for the movie, and no one wants to believe yeah.
0: anybody. Yeah. All right. One last thing before we go to break, I want to talk about the fact that the fight inside of uh, the Parthenon is mm-hmm. really not that great. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no. it's no. It's so bad, and like Percy, like throughout the movie is like, oh, this is Greek myth thing. This Greek myth thing. How do you not know that you cut off a Hydra's head to two grow back? I feel like that's, like, base Greek mythology knowledge.
2: The weird thing is that I feel like this movie, and to a degree, I guess, like, you don't have a narrator. You don't have, like, Percy's mind narration Mm -hmm. to explain things to you, so someone needs to ask a question, I guess. But, actually, that's not really true. That's lazy writing. But (laughs) I feel like, through much of this movie, characters didn't know things that they should clearly know. And... Percy's a case of that with, like, the Hydra. But the thing that always stood out to me was Grover. Because he would keep being confused by things. And I'd be like, Grover, <laughs> you're from the <laughs> magical side of the world. You should he's know like, these things. He's like, oh, hey, uh, farrier to the dead, you want cash? Here's some money. <laughs> and then Percy's like, he wants the drachma. And he's like,
0: ah oh, man, you should have told me that sooner. And I'm like,
1: Grover. But you don't know.
0: <laughs> he was just randomly yell Percy at some point. He yells Percy the exact same way like twelve times in the movie. Percy. Yep. Just like
2: <laughs> so we're so we're adding this to the Rise of Skywalker genre oh, of no uh, <laughs> yeah. token black character to yell protagonist's name oh, as sole wow. source of characterization. Right. Oh Yeah. No. Cinematic universe. This was the
3: oh, shit. This was what started it all. This was the oh, original. No. Then.
2: Yeah. I feel like this probably didn't start at all. I feel like there must. <laughs> oh be
0: no! There's gotta be something before this.
3: We gotta go back Oh god. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it's, it kind of covers what we, I want to talk about with the movie itself. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Is It That Terrible, Morgan's View of the Week. We'll be right back. And we are back, and it's time. Ben, Chloe, Morgan. Hey. Is Percy Jackson and Lightning Thief that terrible? It's pretty bad. Yes. Pretty not great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, we've said it
2: where we're like, oh, it's, like, not awful by, like, certain standards. But I also think that when you have a basis for a story... And you just consistently make bad decisions that make that story less interesting and worse. It's like, I have less forgiveness for you, you know?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, if, if this was just a movie that someone thought of without any basis, I wouldn't hate it as much. And I wouldn't think it's as terrible because it's like, okay, like it's still the same quality of movie. But you, this all came to your mind. Like, this was all your thought process. But when you just defile better ideas like
3: why yeah when you have a source material that is um, consistently better in like every aspect it's hard Mm -hmm. to forgive um, a mediocre movie for complete like almost retconning all of the good decisions Mm
2: -hmm. and like you can change a book if it makes it more interesting or even if it keeps it as interesting but makes it fit the format you're trying to tell like I think I referenced this on our podcast, but like Starship Troopers is a fascist book. Mm-hmm. And the only way they were able to adapt that into a movie that the creators were comfortable with was to turn it into such a satire that it essentially made fun of its own ideas and became an anti-fascist book. It fundamentally shifted what the movie was about, mm-hmm. but that was more interesting. So that shift is okay. Right. This is not that.
3: No. no.
0: Not. not Chloe, what are kind of your thoughts?
1: God, I wish we could have... <laughs> gotten a better movie i would have loved because like i didn't read harry potter till uh, way later so i couldn't jump on that hype train so it would have been really nice to have like oh i really love these books oh my god i got really good movies too this is like a whole Mm -hmm. phenomenon and i get cool shit but um no didn't get that i got a shitty movie even shittier sequel
3: was this your sort of harry potter oh yeah in a way oh wow
1: oh yeah so oh, I'm, I'm sorry very sad that it turned out this way <laughs> oh yeah.
3: yeah that's that's gotta that's gotta magnify the disappointment by a lot
1: i was so in love with the whole series with like all oh, my friends oh my god we love this shit and then we all saw like the midnight premieres of the movies and we were like oh okay well yeah
2: on all right on the plus side mm-hmm. if this movie was even serviceable we probably would have gotten 5 of these movies. Yeah. Much like let's 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 say if this movie was to the quality of the Hunger Games movies. Okay. Mm. We would have gotten 5 of these movies. We would have kind of forgotten about them pretty quickly. There'd be no chance really of it ever being adapted again into especially into a TV show. Yeah. And we'd be in a fairly similar standpoint of just kind of like not thinking about it. Yeah. Whereas now we get to have a new adaptation. It gets to be a series, which means we're going to have way more of the story than we would have with movies. That's exciting.
3: True. Yeah. It's very true. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's probably a good thing that they tripped and fell this hard so that somebody could try it again. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Like I know people, I know big Harry Potter fans, sorry. I I know big
2: Harry Potter fans who also have issues with that adaptation. I have issues with that adaptation. Mm-hmm. Why did you make your best book character into a bad movie character? Ginny Weasley deserves better. I'll anyway, Re-
3: go off, tweet. king. Dude. Nice.
2: But like I would love a TV adaptation yeah. of Harry Potter. I would love to see that story play out with more time and with characters not given the short stick. For as much as I love those movies, but that'll never happen because those movies are so iconic. So maybe 10, 20 years from now, the fact that Percy Jackson stumbled initially will be a blessing in disguise.
3: Yeah. I know help. that. Way. Yeah. That's
0: a really great point. Yeah. It's like, if the series is going to be a season as a book, they can do so much more. They can just yeah. make it good. Which will be, hopefully. It'd be, be great. Nice. Yeah. And Plus we get to have a creator who isn't a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You that's nice. To? We love our unproblematic king. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Morgan, what are kind of your thoughts?
3: Um, yeah just to jump off of that i think honestly most books especially book series probably you're probably better off being made into a uh series of films or um some series of uh show or whatever just because uh if you want to if you want to be able to build off of something as specific and particular as a book is it's going to benefit you way more i mean i don't know how many of us here have read Looking for Alaska versus Watch the Hulu adaptation. Oh, God. Yeah. Paper Towns? Yeah. And, like, even the difference between Paper Towns, uh, the book adaptation and the movie, Paper Towns, the book and the movie, um, are very similar, and I think it's serviceable because they're fine. Um, Looking for Alaska, I think that the show does uh, an interesting way to retell the book uh, in a different way and still sticks the landing, I think. Um, but like I said like I said before that I'm kind of a sucker for um, make me feel like as shitty as you want to make me feel in a movie or in a book or something and looking for Alaska kind of just does that too so I'm hoping Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that Rick Riordan gets better control of whatever this Disney Plus series and I'm praying I will I will go to church for this (laughs) to just hope that and pray that the percy jackson series adaptation is not another artemis Fowl, and i think like that is the scariest thing that we've seen so far from the disney plus adaptations um so i'm really just hoping that like that's a that's the trip up on artemis Fowl, and that hopefully maybe they can make that better and hopefully this can be better at a later Mm
0: -hmm. date yeah i think the the longevity of percy jackson also helps because like i don't know a single person Oh no, like there's like the spin-off series and stuff. But I think the longevity, okay. longevity of the original series in, its, in itself, That's like true. kids will still read it. Like Artemis Fowl, I feel like was kind of forgotten about. Like I yeah. have friends who read it when we were like in middle school, you know, 10 yeah. years ago. But I don't know anybody who doesn't know Percy Jackson or any young kid, like my sister's mm-hmm. friends who aren't reading them. Yeah. So I think that kind of also helps us ensure that the fans will be there and the fan base is still rabid enough to, to want something good.
3: Yeah, and also I think that like we've seen it a lot in uh, video games recently that it's okay to take a long break from a franchise or something and then bring it back and reimagine it or not even not even reimagine it the way that a lot of other things have, but bring it back a few years later and do it fresh and do it right and it's paid off in so many other places. I hopefully, you know, hopefully it'll pay off here with uh with the Disney Plus series.
2: I also think there's a benefit to like, okay, to, Harry Potter succeeded and Harry Potter had like the proper ages and everything. So I'm not saying that you can't do it that way, but I think that there is a thing that happens when you become a teenager where you start to dislike childhood mm-hmm. and like childish things and what you liked as a kid. So even though as a teenager, I liked Percy Jackson. I was also reading Percy Jackson relatively like along at the same time Mm -hmm. that he was aging. And also like it's easier to forget what age he is when you're reading the book. Mm -hmm. So I think that there is to a degree a risk of if your main audience of book readers started when they were like 11 and now they're 16 that they're not going to want to go watch a movie where all the characters are 12 year olds because they're going to have that kind of like I'm a teenager I'm an adult kind of thing going on in their head again it worked with harry potter so i don't want to say that like that's definitively true but i do to a degree understand why the studio's reaction was like and they made the wrong decision but i understand the instinctive reaction of like our audience who read this book are now teenagers so will they want to watch this movie if they're 12 year olds yeah but i think as you age out of being a teenager and like i just saw this today on twitter where a bunch of gen z kids on like a tiktok comments Mm -hmm. were making fun of millennials Um, and they're like ah millennials like they're childish they like they they, they still talk about like harry potter and like what house they're in it's like get a job am i right fucking
3: got them and
2: it it was very funny but i and like obviously like it was a very small sample size But I do think there's that instinct when you're a teenager where you just buck against childish things. And then when you get into your late teens, 20s, you start to say, fuck it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you go back to liking childish things because you realize it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So I think that there will be a benefit of there being such a large gap between when a lot of people started reading these books and the age they are now that you'll have a lot of people who are like 25, like I am, who are very willing to go watch a movie about 12 year olds or a TV show about 12 year olds Mm -hmm. because they don't care. Right
3: yeah and also it felt a lot more personal to you uh, whenever you read it through the through the lens of a 12 year old mm-hmm. too and so they'll always have us I think yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I remember
2: that same thing with Avatar like yeah. I just rewatched Avatar The Last Airbender and there was a period where I connected way better with Legend of Korra than with The Last Airbender because I was like they're kids in The Last Airbender and it was, like 12 mm-hmm. and I was like 17 and I didn't care about that shit and now I go back and I look at it and I'm able to get over that hump of like these are children and see the more like broad themes that apply to everyday life Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: yeah i think that's a good point kind of like my closing thoughts on the quality of the film i I say here in our notes is it that terrible fuck yes uh just listen to the musical because the percy jackson Mm -hmm. musical is incredible compared to this movie
2: i'm so sad i didn't get to go see it
0: Yeah, I just listened to the. I I don't have a bootleg, unfortunately. Not that you should support the actual content and stuff. But (laughs) the soundtrack is so good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll 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 change that. Watch the bootleg. Who gives? Yeah, I didn't want to. I was. I didn't want to be one person. If if Broadway wants us to watch their like, I I see Broadway shows whenever I get the chance. But I live in California, so I have to go to tours when they are available to me, Mm -hmm. and also they're expensive as shit. Mm -hmm. You want me to watch your shit? Make it available to me. I will pay you twenty dollars for an official digital copy of it. But give me a digital copy, you elitist assholes. <laughs> I'm yeah, another yeah, thing is crimes. like
0: my my folder size for bootlegs is probably thirty gigs. And I, I mean, I, beautiful. I, I okay, love let's it.
3: not let's not incriminate ourselves here. Ah, okay? I don't care. They're really going <laughs> to do
0: arrest me? Do it on the internet. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Before we close out the show, though, Morgan, uh, we talked about this in the break. Who is your future? Who? What two things are your feud of the week?
3: I mean, look, I don't remember the second thing. I just remember now I'm really heated about Christopher Columbus um, as a kid. The Explorer? The, the, I was to say that. Sorry, Chris Columbus. But, you know, his. I'm sure his uh, Christian name is Christopher Columbus. But but also, I mean, you can, you can like also be heated Columbus. about Christopher
2: Columbus, the Explorer. There's a lot of things we can go down that way. I yeah, think officially,
3: true. as of the recording of this podcast, in my mind, there's no good uh, Chris or Christopher Columbus. Um, so, So, yeah, we'll go down both of those. But uh, but no, like watching as a kid, I'm sure I saw uh, the Chris Columbus uh, splash on the screen whenever I was watching this movie and probably thought, oh, that's that guy who uh, directed Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I'm sure I was probably really stoked for that. And so that might have changed the uh, the color in my mind of how I felt about this movie. But watching it again and even with the context of, you know, speaking with you know everyone here. I don't know how I don't know how this happened. I it has to it doesn't make a lot of sense because we talk about how he has he has um rights as a director and rights as a producer. And so at first we were kind of dismissive about like whether or not um uh how much creative control he might have had if he got approached with a script and you know they are like, hey, can you make this? And then maybe he quote did the best that he could. Um, I don't I still don't know how this happened, but it is completely tainted the way that I see like Chris Columbus a little bit mm-hmm. because I know that he can do so much better. And this movie was just so far from like the amount of world building we got in Sorcerer of Stone, the slow burn, the climax, how it was put together, how it was shot. And then this is just like, oh, there's a climax in every single act of this movie. And it is just it doesn't make a lot. It, the movie makes sense from start to finish, but the choices just do not make any sense. And and that's why, like I, Chris Columbus, meet me on the fucking street, you know. <laughs> so that's what that's all I've got to say about that. Uh, at this point, fuck Chris Columbus. Um, if you are listening, Chris, I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> fuck you. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I it's, a, it's a really good point. Looking like I'm looking at that as wikipedia page right now and is like producing credits and stuff yeah like he produced rent like we talked about earlier i think we a bit in the break also rent's Gross. not very good it's not a good adaptation like he did the, Her- the home alone movies which are great but he also wrote on goonies and gremlins which is odd I looking at i
2: mean he he was the writer like chris columbus started yeah. as a screenwriter and he was a big deal screenwriter he was like the second coming of john hughes or some shit yeah and then he wanted to direct. I watched all of this on uh, the movies that made us the oh, Netflix documentary series. Yes. And he was like, I want to direct. And he got home alone for his first directing gig, I think. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't his first directing. Gig. Uh, adventures in babysitting. Right. Yes. He did adventures in babysitting and then something tanked.
0: I think. Heartbreak mm-hmm. Hotel.
2: Yes. And then he ended up coming back to favor with home alone. Yeah. That's what happened. Timelines, history.
3: Hopefully Chris Columbus uh, comes back into favor with uh, something else. because like, After his last name being Pixels.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yikes.
2: Or his pre-Percy Jackson in the Lightning Thief movie, I Love You, Beth Cooper.
1: Oh. oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see, okay.
2: <laughs> he also directed Rent, I'm realizing, yeah, which is also that. gross. That's so poorly directed. Oh, it's, so bad. it's just so poorly made as a
0: film. Oh man, rent. We'll probably do in the show at some point, but man, it's it's terrible. Mm, Spoiler boy,
2: life. maybe. And hear me out here. Chris Columbus is just a shitty director Ooh. who got really lucky with Home Alone
0: and Harry Potter. Yeah, Possibly. maybe that might be a very good, a very good. Oh, he also did Miss Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire, though.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I, I think he might have Chris a point Columbus. I lucky is with just three. a really <laughs> lucky director occasionally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I let me like it, i mean it's 15. true like we have this idea that so we have this idea that like movies are like auteur like the director has control but it's still a film by committee so mm-hmm. if he had just like the right team on home alone yeah and harry potter that could have
0: saved him mm-hmm. yeah all right guys i believe that does it for our discussion on the terrible film Percy jackson lightning thief ben and chloe tell us a little bit before you guys go about that wannabe film class Tell the people who haven't maybe don't know about it.
2: Chloe, what's that one of your film class?
1: Oh, it's a podcast where we just talk about movies. We have different themes for every month. We pick a movie. Sometimes we have guests. We go through the plot and all that. Ben's got fun trivia. It's a good time.
2: It's much longer than this episode. Mm -hmm. Yes, true. We average like two hours.
3: Yeah, Yeah, and... Because I don't shut up. I recommend uh, listening to the Big Sick episode because I love that movie and the discussion was also very good as well. I well, thank you yeah, i like the yes. prisoners episode
0: a lot too it's a good one Prison is
2: good i'm a big fan of the ones where chloe and i just go ape shit <laughs> which usually means talking about chloe's dumbass taste in movies yeah. or talking about <laughs> just an, so like the last airbender which is not chloe's taste in movies it was just bad True. or like the transformers episode or the sing shoot episode which is when i went nuts or the incredibles episode which is again when chloe went nuts oh yeah
0: is yeah, definitely check out that wannabe film class. It's a lot of fun. And Chloe and Ben are both great to listen to. And they're great to talk to also. This is a fun podcast we just did. Yeah, uh, Guys, pimp out your Twitters, your Twitches, everything. Let people know where to find you.
2: You can find me at Mister Box everywhere, which is a new thing I can say, because I used to have Mr. Underscore Bento Box on Twitter, but now I'm powerful. So... Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that's on Twitter, that's on Instagram, that's on TikTok, even though I haven't made a TikTok in a while. That's also on Letterboxd, where if you want to see my movie opinions, I just watched Five Bloods on Netflix. So I wrote a little review about that. They're not in-depth reviews. Like right now I'm sitting here on this podcast and I say like big things with words. and I'm like, I'm a film major, <laughs> I went to school. On Letterboxd, I'm just like, here's a one sentence joke, leave me alone. <laughs> Frankly, it's my best version of film criticism.
1: You're absolutely correct. Cause Chloe, I, where
2: people find you at
1: i do the same thing in my letterbox just we want a one sentence joke i got you so i am <laughs> at echo Clo everywhere that is letterboxed instagram twitter and i stream on twitch too
0: i always think like ben said earlier about tiktok it's always funny when i'm scrolling through my tiktok for you page and one of you two pop up and i'm like hey <laughs> right i recognize people i know these people this is fun <laughs>
3: We exist, yes. Yeah, it was honestly hard to choose uh who was going to be TikTok royalty in the intro. So <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> Definitely her
3: Yeah, I was Clues got a little bit more clout than than us on TikTok, but you know, we'll give it to her. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, where do people find you at? Uh if you want to find me, I don't recommend it. You can find me at Morgan Highslip on Twitter and Instagram. That's it. You can listen to me here with dumb bullshit. Um, that's about all I got. Zach, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at yrokaz underscore nworv. I really hope at yrokaz comes free at some point soon because that's so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find me on Twitch at yrokaz. You find me right here on this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, ben and Chloe, thank Zach, you so much for coming on. Go ahead, go ahead. Before, we... how do you pronounce your well, handle? It's my name backwards, and I, I don't I know what it is. I know somebody <laughs> Mike calls it yrokaz. Everyone just says Zach, so I guess Yrocas is the best example.
2: Okay. Can I pitch you a different pronunciation? Do, Do it. it. Your Irocas, and you make all of your icons, J- Uncle Iro. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> it's just T, nothing but T everywhere. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the rebrand. See, right, at Bambi, one point, you guys heard it here. See, I, I, okay, wait, I already did the rebrand because at one point Zach and I both had our first and last names backwards and so weird yeah and so mine is unique enough that i was just like you know what fuck it i'll just claim morgan high slip on everything and so that's what i've done so Mm -hmm. yeah how about get a better name zach and then claim it on everything else fine
0: i'll just do kaz backwards (laughs) wow i can't believe the t is actually coming from morgan (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) just don't
3: get i try to be pretty chill just don't get me heated zach gets me heated (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm good at it
0: ben and chloe thank you guys so much for coming on and talking about this shitty movie with us and just goofing around it was a lot of fun yeah thank you um, thanks for having us yeah, yeah, thank you, you guys next week we're going to be covering empire records with one george loftus so please check in for that and we will see you guys next week dab